Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Devil Radio Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocate Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. Here is your host, Mike Crute. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocate's Radio Show. It's here. Get your ass back to work Monday edition, Dom. But I'm going to a show tonight. Charlie Barron's presented by Civic Media. Comedy Club on State. If you don't have your tickets, you're going to have to listen to the live taping of the Cripes cast next Saturday at noon all across the Civic Media Network. And Dom, I... Dick brought up the word woke. You know, I don't like hanging my hat on the word woke. I don't like the word. I don't like... The left or progressives being characterized as woke. But something that I find interesting, new polling out and a little column opinion from Eugene Robinson at the Washington Post. Despite the GOP backlash, wokeness is winning, Tom. Wokeness is winning. We shall see uh, a little bit from the polling and the opinion column of Eugene Robinson. Wokeness is winning, according to an illuminating new poll that should, but probably won't, make Republican politicians wary of hitching their wagon to anger-fueled cultural wars. The survey conducted this month by the Nonpartisan Research Institute, NORC, at the University of Chicago, with funding, wait for it, from George Soros. No, just the opposite, (laughs) from the Wall Street Journal Dom found that on several hot-button issues related to wokeness, air quotes, substantial majorities of Americans believe our progress toward inclusion and diversity is on the right track. On accepting people who are transgender, 56% of respondents said our society has been about right or has not gone far enough, which should be lumped together is the woke position, in my view, that of Eugene Robinson, because they accept or welcome the way attitudes have changed. What I would call the anti-woke view, see the Waukesha, can't play the Rainbow Land song sort of view, Dom, that we have gone too far in accepting transgender people. That is held by 43% of those surveyed. And it just gets more woke from there. On promoting equality between men and women, 86% took the woke about right or not gone far enough position, as opposed to just 12% who espoused the anti-woke, gone too far view. On accepting people who are gay, lesbian, or bisexual, the poll found respondents to be 69% woke versus 29% anti-woke. Don't say gay. On business, taking steps to promote racial and ethnic diversity. Woke beat anti-woke 70% to 28%. 
and on schools and university taking steps to promote racial and ethnic diversity, wokeness ruled once again, 67% to 30%, even on the subject of pronouns. This one, I've taken some issue with them. Just call me crudy. But even on the subject of pronouns, which GOP demagogues have sought to shift from grammatical realm to the political, 58% of respondents were neutral, I would say that's B, or favorable towards the practice of specifying he, him, she, her, or they, them in emails, on social media, or in conversations. 42% were unfavorable. And on the narrower question of being asked to address someone with gender-neutral pronouns, such as they, them, they were, uh, the poll was evenly divided. So people are kind of woke, Dom. Woke. A uh, little, little more here, Curtis. Let me jump in here. One of the poll's most striking findings, respondents were asked, which of these concerns you more about schools today? And given a choice of two statements, a whopping 61% were more concerned that some schools may ban books and censor topics that are educationally important as opposed to 36% who are worried more that some schools may teach books and topics that some students or their parents feel are inappropriate or offensive. It is always unwise to take any single poll as gospel. That said, the NORC survey is worth paying attention to because it appears to confirm that what we see and hear all around us, attitudes and language evolves. Americans my age remember a time, for example, when the LGBT community was widely shunned and closeted. My great uh, my grandchildren, when they reach voting age, will wonder why people ever thought that sexual orientation or gender identity was such a big deal. Does the new poll mean mega activists will stop hectoring school boards, yank classes such as Nobel laureate Toni Morrison's beloved from library shelves? Sigh, probably not. It still shows a stark partisan divide. 75% of respondents who identified as Republican said we've gone too far in accepting transgender people as opposed to just 15% of Democrats and 47% of independent voters. Majorities of Republicans also took the gone too far position on gay, lesbian, bisexual acceptance and now promoting diversity in businesses, schools, and universities versus minorities of Democrats and independents who hold those views. So there is an incentive for Republican politicians to keep hammering the wokeness issue in primary contests because that's what the GOP base wants to hear. But Democrats are offended by anti-woke messaging, according to the poll, and independents who decide our elections appear to be unmoved. What do you think, Dom? Has wokeness won? This Again, I think I, I don't like the word because there is not a, a standard accepted definition of the word. I think if, if you asked a, a hardcore Republican or hardcore Democrat that perhaps they would come up with different different definitions. So if if acceptance and inclusion uh, is is woke, if that's the exception and that's how that's how we're defining it here. Uh, yeah, it would make sense that more people are down. And I just don't, you know, the the gone too far in accepting transgender people. I mean, literally, people, why do you care? <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what? Who cares? Who cares? Literally, how does it affect you or your, your family in any way, shape, or form if someone, is, someone else is transgender or not, if someone else is gay or not? How does that impact you? It does not. Here are the issues that... You know, from the Wall Street Journal, let's not forget, they provided the funding, Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal. Um, some of the eye-popping numbers from their perspective, patriotism, 
since 1998. It's about the time I got out of the Army Reserves, Tom. From 1998 to 2023, patriotism went from 70% in terms of very important to them, what people, polled people, characterize. 70 to 61% in 2019, that was four years ago. Now it's 38%. Another issue that a lot of Christian conservatives are the Republican sorts, right? At least in voting preference. Religion, in terms of very important to, to people, 62% way back in 98, 48% in 19, 39% in 2023. These are shrinking electorates, effectively. You know what I mean? They're much smaller than they used to be. The importance of these front and center wedge issues. Well, we're the real patriots. We embrace the flag. Hell, the former president nearly humped one on stage. They want to wrap themselves in the flag and patriotism. But guess what? When those issues don't have the resonance with the American people anymore, then you got to be anti-woke. You got nothing left to entice them. There's no more good ideas or anything that people want to embrace left with the Republican Party, according to this new polling well, funded also, by the Wall Street Journal. I would suggest that perhaps because of the hardcore white Christian nationalist types that, you know, drape themselves in the flag and, and, and carry the Bible and claim that they're the true patriots, that that turns other people off to the term. Do you want to be associated with the Patriot movement? Do you want to be associated with the three percenters? You know what I'm saying? That when they kind of, when, when different organizations and, and cultures take over different words and, and have their own meanings to it, like if you don't, if you don't fight for Trump, you're not a true Patriot. You know what I mean? Well, guess what? I guess I'm not a true Patriot because F that guy. So I, I think but you there, know there is I the, am not the going reality. To, I'm Go sorry ahead. to interrupt you, Dom. They don't get the word Patriot. You know what? I serve my freaking country. I am far more deserving of that title if I want to grab it, and I do. They don't get to take Patriot. They don't get to wrap themselves in a flag lapel pin. What did Scott Walker ever do for this country other than fail in a presidential run? You know what I mean? There's no real Patriots. There's a bunch of war hawks, but there's no real Patriots that I see amongst these Republicans, so they don't get to take that word. And if they want to make the word woke derisive, they can make the term derisive. We both cringe from that word. I know we do. I know I do. I'll speak for myself. From the word woke, oh, God, I hate that word. But the actual inclusiveness that that seemingly represents, hell yeah, I'm down for that. Most of my friends are too. Certainly the vast majority of the people that listen to the greatest radio show ever. If you're not inclusive, you know, go listen to Vicky. 844-967-2789. Jeff from Madison. Are we too woke for you, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Absolutely not. Hey, I just I want to know, why are we assuming that everybody's all butthurt about Miley? I mean, Dolly was a madam in Texas, and her... Uh, Best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> it, it was. So how do we know that they're not all butthurt about that? And then... I would think, uh, Jeff, if we're using Dolly Parton movies, they're far more butthurt to use my former vernacular, your current vernacular, about Dolly Parton kidnapping uh, 
bill nine in, to five. In, in nine to five. They they were standing up for women in the workplace. That was sort of a that me too, too before me too, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, she poisoned him, or they thought that she poisoned him accidentally and kidnapped him. Yeah, so I I just don't want to. I don't want there to be hate on Miley. Well, if you're going to hate on her, hate on her because you don't like her music. But not because of the lyrics. I mean, Rainbow Land seems happy enough to me, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't get any happier than Rainbow Land. I do not want to sing or be a part of or live in Rainbow Land. And you cannot make me come back. More Devil's Advocates. I can make you call. 844-967-2789. If you don't, you're not a true patriot. Congratulations for staying awake all day. The Devil's Advocates, radio for the 99%. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Taking your calls at 844-967-2789. Dominic, I hate to do so. We should acknowledge there's been another mass shooting, this one in the Nashville area, uh, apparently at a Christian school. And the unusual part, I would say the unusual part, uh, the mass shooter was a woman. A 28-year-old woman shot and killed three children and three adult staff members at a school in Nashville, Tennessee, on Monday before being killed by police. Authorities are continuing to investigate the shooting, which marks the 17th school shooting in the United States since the start of the year, according to a Washington Post analysis. The shooting occurred at the Covenant School, a private Christian school with grade levels from pre-K to grade 6, totaling about 200 students. Uh, The suspect may have attended the school. Metro Nashville Police Chief John Drake said at a press conference Monday, the woman who opened fire at the Covenant School may have been a student there at some point. From my initial findings, at one point she was a student at the school. He added that he was unsure what year she may have attended, but said that she was a Nashville resident. He said that the car near the scene gave law enforcement clues into who she was uh the woman whose name has yet to be released although i think uh they were releasing the name this afternoon i don't care if we get it out there or not tom uh but at least it's unusual in that the shooter was a woman 844-967-2789 yes i didn't mean to interrupt tom um, ABC News reporting the suspect, a 28-year-old from Nashville, uh, later identified as Audrey Elizabeth Hale, was shot and killed by authorities in a lobby area on the second floor of the school. Nashville Police Chief Don John Drake said the suspect was female and identified as transgender, but didn't immediately provide more details. Oh, I can't wait till that hits Fox News tonight. Give them one more reason well, to be let, anti-war. Let, let, I, I mean, if we're going to throw out the mass shootings, let's bring up, uh, I mean, Milwaukee here. Uh, according to Elliot uh, Hughes, this is from today. Five people were injured in a shooting outside a Northwest Side restaurant early Monday morning. The second apparent mass shooting in Milwaukee in a week. Police called to the Prime Social Restaurant and Bar on 76th Street, 1 a, at 1.30 in the morning. Five victims, all hospitalized with non-fatal injuries. 
were males between 25 and 44. Uh, President Joe Biden, regarding the shooting in Nashville, uh, said the shooting was sick and noted that it was a family's worst nightmare while reiterating his calls for gun reform and assault weapons ban. 844-967-2789. Let's go to the phone. Steve from Minneapolis, listening on KTNF. Welcome, Steve. What do you got for us? Hi, Steve. Hey, brothers. Um, So I want to talk about the word woke, but first I want to tell you where I actually live. I'm two and a half blocks from George Floyd Square. Now, because my wife sings in a dance band, we do a lot of the outer ring suburbs, and people always want to tell me what happened in my backyard. And I, as calmly as I can, explain, this is my backyard. I know who started the fires. I know who broke the windows. I know what happened. I knew the girl that took the video. And Were they boy, community members, uh, Steve, to your opinion? And and some of this is in the public record. But when people say, mm. ah, it was people rioting for George Floyd, how do you respond to them, Steve? What's the reality? Okay. Okay. So um, the first couple of days afterwards, we had meetings in our, our block every six hours to, to strategize you know, because we were finding gasoline in the alleys and stuff like that. And a truck rolled up at one of our meetings, the brand-new Ram with filthy Colorado plates. And these guys are all shaved heads, tatted out. And uh, we just confronted them and said, who the hell are you? And they're like, oh, we're, um, we're security for NBC. And we're like, oh, no, you're not. We know who you are, and I, I glance in the truck, and there's guns on the floor, and I'm going, oh, man, we got some stuff going on here. But anyway, I, <clears throat> you know, the cops wouldn't come here anymore, and I was one of the guys that was out on the street at night. You know, not, we didn't carry guns or anything. We are just, like, helping anybody that was in trouble. But it just infuriates me when people tell me what happened here. And sorry, I lived it. So what's your opinion of the word woke, Steve? I mean, that's the label, right? If you supported George Floyd, if you don't want to see people uh, treated badly at the hands of police officers, then you're labeled as woke. And that's now a derisive term. You're you're woke. So how do you how do you respond to wokeness, Steve? Well, to begin with, the first time I heard the word was from Oprah Winfrey about 15 years ago. But I recently found out the original use of that word came from Lead Belly in 1938. Um, regarding the Scottsboro Boys, I don't know if you're familiar with that. That I'm not. But... I was going to blame it on Matt Flynn from about 1938, but please continue, Steve. Yeah. Well, um, they were accused of raping a white woman. There were four young black guys and um, were summarily executed. She later recanted her story. But before they died, Lev Billy had gone to visit them in jail 
And um, I guess it was like the 1938 version of MTV. You know, he's going to play this song. And he said that when you go down to that area as a black person, you best stay woke. Hmm. Meaning, watch your ass. Good advice anywhere, anytime, Steve. Really, really appreciate your insights, man. Uh, we don't live in Minneapolis. We had Kyle Rittenhouse cross the Wisconsin border, come to Wisconsin, and then claimed he feared for his life and killed a couple people and was exonerated in the criminal courts, but I think the civil courts are going to hammer his ass. Come back. Lots of your phone calls. 844-967-2789. More devils. Occupy didn't start on Wall Street. It started on our street. The Devil's Advocate. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Monday Happier Happy Hour. Is that it? Uh, your calls. Welcome here. 844-967-2789. Polling tells us woke is winning. But of course, I read the headline nearly every day and people are dying and can't seem to move that needle, despite the overwhelming desire of the electorate to feel safe. But we can't seem to move that one either. Also, one other headline, Dom, the Trump grand jury, the Alvin Bragg grand jury in Manhattan reconvened. You see who their witness was today? <laughs> David Pecker, the, the unfortunately guy, the unfortunately named David Pecker. <laughs> The head of the, what, the CEO of America Media Incorporated and a longtime Trump ally. He's the catch and kill guy, right? Eight, four, four, I eight. thought Trump said that uh, Bragg was going to drop the case. I guess maybe Trump lied again. Weird. Why, why would anyone ever give any credibility, be it a prediction of his pending arrest or something else? Uh, Crudy, uh, let's get to some callers. 844-967-2789. Let's... let's Let's go to a, a, a recognizable source, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And I looked up woke, and here, are, here is how Merriam-Webster defines it today. Uh, chiefly U.S. slang. Aware of and actively attentive to important societal facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. Um, often used in contexts that suggest someone's expressed beliefs about such matters are not backed with Genuine concern or action, of course, the derisive way, fake woke, right? In a disapproving way, you look at this a politically liberal, as in matters of racial and social justice, especially in a way that is considered unreasonable or extreme. So if Merriam-Webster is defining this as, as, as a derisive, as, as the Republicans, as the mega looks at it, apparently this is because if you, you're woke, you are considered unreasonable or extreme. But I also prefer the uh, original one that you are... At, attentive and aware of important societal facts and issues, especially regarding racial and social justice. Merriam-Webster, let's go with that definition. I'm going to go to L.A. Tom, our friend on the woke leftist coast. Tom, you got two of my kids this week. I got Karsten on the coast visiting Kelsey kid. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, guys. Uh, first off, we the people ultimately are the government, and we must never forget that. Second, 
I think the reason why they're using this word woke is because, once again, the Republicans try to jump on something before it comes out. And um, honestly, they don't want people to be woke. They don't want people to be attentive. They don't want the billionaire class does not want for we the people to be awake and actually seeing the scam that actually is going on in this country. And so, therefore, they go and take the word woke and put it on offense. So, therefore, they think that people on the left are not even going to or or just general people are not going to start using that word. But, Tom, don't you start using that word in a larger context and start actually saying what it really is. But the the anti-woke, the Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis of, of Florida, much like Scott Walker here in the state of Wisconsin, wanted so desperately to, to, to be that conservative, right? Wants to be the presidential nominee of the Republican Party. But the Republican Party is making itself nearly unelectable. If it wasn't Donald Trump, these anti-quote-unquote woke policies of Ron DeSantis, they're entirely unpopular outside of the small GOP base, Tom, but that's who they're pandering to. Oh, I, 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 I completely, I completely agree with you. And, but the thing is the, the billionaire class who's running this country right now, who I think we should be having a class war with to tell you the truth, um, because their, their, uh, group of people have actually won the war, um, that we have got to figure out a way to actually wake up, and wake up the people that are around us and use the word woke the, the proper way that it's actually supposed to be used and the, word, the way that the word has been traditionally used, you know, for, for eons. And we need to stop allowing them to define language. And we need to define the language. I mean, it's very, very simple. Woke is a verb. But, it's Tom, can't we – I don't disagree with any of your assessment there, but here's what I would say. Rather than trying to reappropriate the word woke and somehow make it palatable to the greater electorate, why don't we just start fresh? Why don't we pick a new word? It means the same thing. How about just humanist or something of that sort, Tom? Can't we just yeah, be humanist? I, I, I say we go on. I think we go on offense with the word woke, and we go by what I mean. Woke is like I said. If you're waking up, um, if you're getting a, por- a glass of you know, or, or when I think of woke, I think of a person that actually did that ice challenge thing where all of a sudden the water got poured on them and they woke up and they realized that money in politics was actually the real root of the problem of, with all of this. And um, I hope people wake up. I hope everyone wakes up and realizes, even on the conservative side, don't be afraid of the real word woke. Um, conservatives, because you better all wake up. Otherwise, we'll continue to have this. I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, I actually would have hit a cough button. I was about to cough on you. And I don't know why I thought I should <laughs> cut you time. off. I'll look out for Kelsey and Karsten while he's out there. Um, I I don't think I mean, we can win on, that battle now because point. cancel culture didn't. You know, it's, it's not it's not hitting as much as it used to. They're just to on fund to the, the next police. thing, man. 844-967-2789. Randall from Portage, welcome. Hi, Randall. Hey. Hi, Devils. A long-time listener. Uh, First-time caller. I heard you guys back uh, during the uprising when you first started out. Well, thank you, Randall. Appreciate it. With regard to uh, 
Rainbow is I think we need to have, uh, like any war, we need to have terms of engagement with the Republican Party. Uh, it seems like who else but the Republican Party could weaponize rainbows? <laughs> so they weaponized rainbows, and a large faction of the people weaponizing rainbows are oh, evangelical Christians, and the first reference to rainbows is... Uh, it's a covenant between God and man that he would not destroy the world again with a flood. Now, how can, how can a, a good Christian look at a rainbow and say it's a bad thing? <laughs> that's I'm a, confused. That's, that's, that's so a biblical <laughs> reference, Randall. That's a great question, Randall. Crudy? First call ever, Randall, and you've stumped the panel. <laughs> like, I've got no response. No, that seems like a great, a, a great way to take the conversation biblically. I always love throwing the Bible back in their face, right? They respond to that. Yes, I concur, because I've got no better answer. Well, I got one here. A buddy Haas uh, emailed today. There's 33 Bible verses uh, about rainbows in uh, in the holy book, according to our buddy Haas, and I believe him because he has credibility. Why are there so many psalms about rainbows? (laughs) I mean... And Kermit, oh my, 844-967-2789. Let's keep going on the phones. Who's next? I believe the most patient caller has been Jim from Appletown. Hey, Jim, welcome. What do you got for hey, us? Hey, Jim. Hi, guys. How are we doing tonight? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I can't argue with the last caller about rainbows. They, they, he, I think he put that perfectly. But I want to go back a little farther to the shooter. I feel bad for all the people that died. But it was a religious school. Having been a survivor of a religious school, I got to wonder what pushed her over the edge to take out other students. And and it's, Jim, there's a long way to leap from here, but the initial reports are that she was transgender, and one must wonder how inclusive this uh, uh Christian elementary school would have been to a young transgender woman of let's say fifth grade age. You know what I mean? I don't think it was embracing of her. No, I wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been at all. Now I, I, that's certainly not a justifiable motive. Never is. You know what I mean? No, no. I, I don't care if it was bullying, ostracization, whatever it is. That never justifies going into a school and killing nine-year-olds. But, uh, Jim, I I would wonder if that, uh, apparently there was a quote-unquote manifesto written, so I think we'll understand the motives better in the short run. Well, I hope there was a manifesto written, and as I said earlier, why the students and not the administration? Well, it was three adults and three children, and then the police dispatched meaning they killed uh, the shooter uh, in this case. Uh, the the Man, I don't even like talking about it. I'm sorry. 844-967-2789. Bill from Madison. Welcome, Bill. What do you got for us? Hey, Bill. Hi. I, I You guys are killing it as always. Um, uh, excuse me. Oh, that's a terrible pun. Um, I, I also wanted to comment on the, the shooter. I 
don't know if you guys have put this information together or not yet, but about three weeks ago, Rachel Maddow did a little expose on a freshman uh, representative in the House, this uh, Andy Ogles, I think is his name. People are calling him like the new George Santos because he's been, um, you know, stretching the truth about his um, qualifications and his experience. He keeps calling himself a economist and he doesn't have any training or, or degree in economics. And he claims he graduated from all different kinds of places, which he didn't do. They, they did a little research and found that he, um, that he took one economics course at a community college and got a C um, and uh, he has a degree in liberal arts or something, not uh, business administration or any, anything that might give him some insight. Well, turns out what, 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 what's his uh, area? Where does he, what place does he represent? It's Nashville. And uh, not only that, he sent out a Christmas card with his family this year. Everybody's holding assault rifles, even the kids. Yeah, Bill, I, I saw some of that on the social medias today. I believe the youngest of perhaps uh, a family of five, maybe six, the very youngest was holding a book. Uh, she looked to be about maybe four or five years old. But yes, I, I saw that picture. Everybody's holding a gun because, you know, why not? It's Christmas. What kind of gun would Jesus hold? Thanks for the call, 844-967-2789. Catherine from Madison, Europe. Welcome, Catherine. What do you got for us? Hey, Catherine. Um, hi. I was calling because my daughter actually lives in Nashville, and my granddaughter was in high school when this happened, and so it was really disturbing to them. And I just wanted to remind everyone that there are all these people that are suffering terribly, but there's a lot of collateral damage to the community. You know, people are all reminded of sudden deaths of their children or things, and it's um, it's just crazy. But I was calling about what the previous caller actually said, that this congressman did send out a Christmas card with a picture, and one of the people in the picture was a young woman, one of his daughters, holding a huge rifle. So, you know, that's what's going on there. But, um, yeah. Anyway, that's what I was calling about, and it's just going to happen more and more, and we find it getting closer and closer to home. My brother-in-law almost went to the 4th of July thing in, in uh, Highland Park in Illinois, that parade, yeah. and they just didn't go at the last minute, but they were planning to go. You know, So it's so common. It's really touching all of us, if not directly, indirectly, too. So. Yeah, well, you know, statistically, Catherine, sorry to cut you off here. We got to hit a brick. Statistically, you know, if we, if we wait long enough, it'll be impact everyone personally. So maybe then we'll do something about it. I did see or hear on, I think it was MSNBC, one of the cable channels, uh, a lady who was from Highland Park, Illinois, who was at that, you know, survivor of that mass shooting down in Nashville, down in Nashville on vacation uh, with some of her family. Uh, also now, of course, being very close to that shooting was there uh, talking to some of the press as well. I mean, as mentioned, of course, there was a mass shooting, two mass shootings, I believe, here in in the Milwaukee area. I mean, come on. I mean, this is, we can't do mass shooting shows every day because they happen every single day. We would literally talk about nothing else. When you kill the nine year olds, you know, that's something. Folks, we are the Devil's Advocates. 844-967-2789. We'll be right back.
The Devil's Advocates, tackling the issues you're not allowed to talk about at the dinner table. And we are back. Thank you for listening to The Devil's Advocates radio show. Phone lines open 844-967-2789. Let's go to them. Terry from Minneapolis, perhaps listening on AM 950 KTNF. Terry, welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Terry. Yeah, well, thank, thanks, guys. Uh, listen, first of all, I want to say you guys, I'm a longtime listener. I listen to you every day, and you make truth and facts fun to listen to. Well, thank you. Thanks. No greater compliment other than sexy. We are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you're sexy, too. So, anyway. All right. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to ask you is, now, I'm, I graduated from the University of Minnesota several years ago with a political science degree and a minor in history. And from my understanding, when Hitler took power in 33, he was in the Nationalist Party. Now, my question is, you get these people calling them Christian nationalists. How can you be a nationalist, which was in that realm, was a Nazi, and be a Christian at the same time? I can't believe I'm a Christian. I'm a gay Christian. I'll tell you that right now. But I can't understand how some people, some people can call themselves a Christian nationalist. To me, they're calling themselves Christian Nazis. Unless I'm misunderstanding that. Could you clarify that for me? Well, very few, I think, probably mean to wrap themselves in the KKK cloak or the white nationalist cloak. But that doesn't mean that they don't have these these beliefs in place and that they're not joining up militias and things of the sort, Terry, and marching in the seat, uh-huh. uh, streets. Do you see that Donald Trump went to Waco, Texas, the site of the whole Branch Davidian thing under Janet Reno many years ago yep. and was playing yep. video at the rally of the January 6th, putting it in a positive light, like, here's what you could do. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, all he had to do is go to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson did a pretty nice job of putting it into a positive light. Well, I think you he's know, I mean, inspiring it in real time. And, and the only sort of... Uh, it's not a parallel. The The only line I can draw from Christianity to Donald Trump is he's somehow God's broken white Christian nationalist vessel. You know, he hates all the right people that they hate, so God must love him. Well, I think my personal opinion, I personally think God is disgusted with him, but, you know, that's my, that's just me. But anyway, guys, thanks for your time. You do a great show. I listen to you every day, and I try to talk to all, all the people I know and to listen to you because you're great. Terry, really appreciate that. And don't forget sexy. I appreciate it, Terry. Uh, yeah, the, the Trump Davidians, man. I saw that as a headline on the Oof. Drudge Report today, the Trump Davidians. Um, I, I, let, let me just throw this one out there, uh, and I don't mean to insult those of the who are faithful. If you're faithful, that's fine. Um, but I think there is a certain sentiment among the faithful, if you're a believer, um, to to fall for this kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't see a lot of, you know, atheists or those that are not Christians thinking that somehow you know God is or, or Trump is somehow you know God's chosen vessel for the white nationalists I, I think there is a that 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 mindset uh it, it's very malleable there's a reason why well, the, the the preachers on Sundays have always made all sorts of money telling you to give them money and what does Trump do when he said he was going to get 
arrested, you got a million and a half dollars in like the first week. So I think there's a mindset. Curdy, I don't mean to insult, but that's my opinion. I think you just called me sheeple. <laughs> I, I think you have to have a, an open mind to that kind of thing. I don't buy it at all, so I, I'm, not, I'm not fixed by I, it. I have a quick thought on this topic. Uh, as someone who has some modicum of faith, and it's not a perfect walk, far from, you know me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but here's what I would say. Uh, first and foremost, faith requires the setting aside of logic for a moment. And I know that's that's foreign to you. Why why would one turn off one's logical brain and ever trust a feeling over logic? But that's effectively what faith is. It's setting aside a certain aspect of logic. Uh, when I actually, as a grown man, made a conscious thought process to, you know, find God, if you will. In part, it was because a, a minister had brought me to part of the Bible, Corinthians. You know, you can't, you can't think your way to God. You can't, whatever, it, it is an act of faith. So if the implication is that people of faith are willing to set aside, quote unquote, what you know, the news reports tell them because they are motivated by what God tells them, what the Bible tells them. They're not looking for an external other than God sort of uh, reinforcement. They believe that they're following God's will. So that takes an act, act of faith. You got to believe the guy exists in the first place. So yes, there is, it's kind of like going to the movies. You got to have a certain sense of, of setting <laughs> aside your disbelief for a moment. Yeah, but the that popcorn tastes a whole lot better than that dry-ass wafer, man. Body of Christ. <laughs> you ever watch Miss Maisel? Uh, oh, yes, I have. Very uh, entertaining. The, the, the guy, the, the actor that plays the father of Mrs. Maisel, who uh, is Jewish as this particular uh, casting would have him in this show, fell upon, uh, you know, walked into a church trying to avoid something, and there's a line of people didn't realize he was in the communion line, <laughs> walked up to the front, kneeled down, the, the priest gave him the wafer, and uh, he held on to it for days. He was, you know, as a practicing Jewish man, he was completely struck by what do you, what do, you do with the body of Christ? You can't throw it down <laughs> the garbage disposal, right? It's the body of Christ. So anyways, body of Christ. That's the guy from Wings, right? Uh, and Monk, 844. And Monk, yeah, totally. Nine, six, seven, awesome, awesome two, actor. 789, Wisco Paul, a man of some faith. You believe the beer is going to be cold and it'll taste good. Hey, Paul. for us? Hey, hey, great show today. Yes, I do believe that, especially at Spotted Cow. But I'll make this quick. If you're still beer. on board with it, Right. If you're still on board after Waco with the orange guy, I seriously think you need some help because if if Waco didn't end all your belief in that man, I don't know what would because that was some serious. Now, are we talking about Trump or David Koresh at this point? <laughs> Either, but I'm talking about <laughs> Trump. Trump. He, that was some serious bad stuff he did on on uh, this weekend, in my opinion. So. I, uh, I don't know how you could be on board after that, but I guess stranger things have happened. So, hey, great show again today. I love listening to you guys because you're funny and entertaining. And don't sexy, Paul. Sexy. 
<laughs> Appreciate it, fella. <laughs> Why do people always leave out the sex? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to remind them. Woke and sexy AF, baby. That's how we roll. Uh, looking forward to a funny AF sort of evening. Charlie Barron's. At the Cripes cast at the Comedy on State, I'll be there for the live taping. If you want free tickets, make sure you say hi to yours truly. I'll be in the back. Find me near the bar. I'll be holding it up. Stick around. We got some fine programming left tonight on Civic Media. The Paul Revere Show with Mark Thompson at 7. Native Roots Radio. In the meantime, keep it locked. Civic Media.